0: Angela Yee,
1: yeah, I love you. 50% ratchetness. I to
2: ratchet. sit down. I like 95% ratchetness. Becoming the most prominent form for
0: Wake uh, your ass up. It's early in the morning, but they told me it was y'all. I said, oh, hell yeah, I'm getting up. The world's
2: most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. people's choice. Angela Yee. I'm a sweetheart, but I'll catch you. Charlamagne the God. Prince of People. I can't believe you guys are the best, kids Collectively known
0: as Breakfast Club, bitches.
3: Toronto. Now, Angela Yee and Charlamagne are off this week, but we will be playing some interviews we did last week and also some throwbacks. All right. So this morning, Barbara Corcoran will be joining us. You might know her from Shark Tank. She's going to be talking about how is she holding up during this pandemic and also what we should be doing as far as investing and what we should be doing outside of this pandemic. All right. So let's get the show cracking. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs>
2: Your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this?
4: Hello? Hello? It is Morato. Oh shoot. Morato. Damn,
5: de- he damn delayed Murato. response.
4: That's a, that's a very original name. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Where you calling from? With, uh, I'm calling from Angola, Africa. Africa. All right. Africa. Wow, all
5: right.
4: The motherland. What's happening?
5: Get it off your chest.
4: Good morning. Hi. Right. Good morning, DJ Enzi.
6: Good morning, Salamander God. What's up, King? Good How good are morning, you? Here. Good morning, Angela. Good
5: morning. you? It's like
6: a very long distance call. I might spend here $100 just to make this call. Uh, I just want to say that this, this, this show is amazing. Um, you guys are doing an incredible job. And I listen to you every day on my Apple podcast. And I don't even know if the program was live. I just called. To okay. some positivity. Yeah, so we. What you guys doing? and it inspired me I've
3: like, all. Okay. All right. Good to talk to you, brother. Hello, who's this?
6: Yeah,
0: this is Jaleel.
3: Jaleel, what's up? Get it J- off
0: Jalil, your chest, oh, bro. what's
4: happening, King?
0: Peace, King. What's good with you, man? I hit you on the DM, Sean. I just wanted to talk to I was talking about uh, with Joe Biden. Yeah, it do sound like blanket statements, but at the same time, you know, another way that we could combat that is through literacy Man, a lot of uh, statistics still show if our boys and our girls in our community is not reading on level, our fourth grade is on a direct line for prison.
4: Man, my brother.
0: Education, and, and, and in particular, reading and literacy.
4: I'm glad you said that. I, ha- I have something that I'm going to be implementing soon that, that combats exactly that, like directly. I've been reading the same statistics you've been reading about how uh, low the literacy rate is amongst black and brown people in America, man. And, you know, I'm, a, I'm an author, so I got some th- I got some things coming that's going to directly impact that. I think
0: so, you know, man. I'm Mr. Cho- I'm Mr. Underscore Social Vibe on uh, Instagram. I DM'd you. Man, we need to link up. I got some great stuff. I got a book company. we doing children's books with music. I can Word. see y'all Download the music Listen to it Share it with your kids PZK Promise Land Global Kids We doing What is list. it? Mr. Underscore what? Mr. Underscore
4: Social Vibe Social Vibe You
0: know the vibes
3: Alright, brother
2: vibe. Hello, who's this? Yo, Big Chocolate to Toast Okay, how we oh doing, y'all? Oh, oh
3: What's up, bro? Get it off your chest, man
2: Two, two things, uh, Envy Yeah, one, I want to wish my mom A happy birthday Mom, I love you and uh, she likes the show, and she don't care that I'm a great toe sucker. And two, I also want to see Takashi 69 in a video with Cardi B and her bouncing booty. So what do you think about that, Sausage Biter? Uh,
5: oh, my gosh.
4: <laughs> I don't sit around and think about things like that, sir. I like Cardi B, but I have not thought about Takashi 69 in any way, shape, or form. I'm a grown-ass man, 41 years
3: old. Hello, who's this?
7: Hey, this is Kim.
3: Hey, Kim, get it off your chest, Kim. What's happening, Kim?
7: Hey,
3: hey, DJ Envy.
7: hey, Charlamagne, hey, Angela. hey, He's Kim. I'm, okay, so I just wanted to get off my chest that yesterday I had a situation with my baby dad, and me. He, he and I have been working on our, our relationship to get stronger, and it was a situation where his friend uh, was like involved because she was in the car in the vehicle with us, and she just made a comment to me uh, where he kind of compared us or said out loud like y'all are kind of similar in a joking way and she was like well there is no comparison um so don't compare me to her and kind of got real rude in the situation it just made me feel uncomfortable which I know I should have spoke up for myself but he did correct the situation once I got out of the car but she has nothing to do with what he and I have going on and us taking mm-hmm. care of our daughter and I just feel like she is real rude and
5: disrespectful so yeah, you know, never let other people's energy affect what you have going on. That's not his fault that she said that. And you can't let her affect you that way because that was her intention.
4: And you ain't going to swing on her.
5: A lot of times people intentionally try to say and do nasty things and you have to let it slide because you know that's what they want. And the best thing you can do is not react.
4: Amen. Unless, you like, unless you feel like swinging on her.
7: Right. But why didn't I catch it in that moment? Like, yo, she's being rude to me. Let me really say something and speak up for myself. I
4: was kinda of mad at myself, like I should have <laughs> spoke up, but No. It, you I too. You, listen, now. some yeah, when you got when you got a lot of things going on and you know you're blessed and you know you are not stressing about nothing, sometimes you miss stuff like that. You'd be like, Was he trying to play me? Oh, was she trying to play me? <laughs> you catch it later, but who cares? Let them die in their own misery. Well, that's
7: true. Thank you. That's horrible. So cool.
3: Well, have a good one. All righty, Mama. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
1: The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing.
3: I'm dialing. Hey,
8: what you doing, man?
3: I'm dialing.
8: I'm calling, calling you.
4: This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad
8: or
2: blessed.
4: 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club.
2: Hello, who's this? Hey, man, what's up? This is Reckless TV. How y'all doing?
3: What's up, Reckless TV? Get it off your chest.
2: I wanted to speak about college. I did trade school. I did two years for HVAC and uh, electricity, and I can work anywhere in the United States. I'm 23 years old, and nobody's doing trade no more. Everybody's trying to be doctors and lawyers. So right now, trade school is the best thing you can do. I agree. After, after I graduated, my... Uh, My teacher came to me and said I should go for another four years and i would be guaranteed to make six figures and I can go anywhere in the United States. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So trade school is popping right now because ain't nobody really doing it and everybody
8: needs help with HVAC and uh, air
4: conditioning. Yeah, man. I I met this guy the other day, I think when I was in D.C., man, he ran up on me and he was like, man, thank you for always talking about trade school because I went to trade school and I've been gainfully employed for 40-plus years. (laughs) I forgot what he said he did. Hello, who's this?
9: Hey, this is Larry Carter from South Carolina, man.
4: Larry What's What's happening,
9: Larry? Easy. Hey man, I lost my mother in law. Just lost my mother in law Saturday, man, due to this coronavirus. My sister in law is also in the MUSC fighting Hmm. for her life. My wife, who's a director of adult education, she also contracted this coronavirus. Yo, I got a six-year-old daughter, man, and she also man. got it. And um, tested oh my positive. Gosh. yeah, man. I got a niece, a nephew, but well, two nieces and a nephew. And I just want, you know, maybe I can get the world to come together and send a say a prayer for her, man. Because at this moment, the Carter's going through it.
4: Damn, I'm definitely gonna put a Sorry prayer up in know. the air for the Carter's. Let me ask you a question: how, how does the six-year-old have any symptoms?
9: Yo, my six-year-old don't have any symptoms. Her name is Janaya Carter. She don't have any symptoms. My nephew, he's DJ. He don't have symptoms. And I How old is he? Like 12. He's 12. And then I got another niece. He's nine. And, you know, all these folks live in the same house. Mm. And, like I said, my wife went down there to help them. And, you know, because she a twin and she love her family. And, unfortunately, you know, you know, we lost my mother-in-law Saturday, man. And, and, and I just want to give her, you know, to let the people know that this thing is really for real, especially the people of color, because they're not taking it as seriously as they should, man. And I need to get that off my chest this morning, man, because I'm just feeling I, a certain kind of way, brother. I understand, Larry. How, how old is your mother in law? My mother in law is like 74, man. I'm talking, this lady was in great shape. It's like when she went to the hospital, and, and matter of fact, she drove herself to the hospital the first time that she went and got, you know, and, and got diagnosed and the second time she started having a little scrap throat. She went back to the hospital. My wife took her. She walked in the hospital, man. And like when she got on this ventilator, stuff just went stuff just went down. Wow. So you know, I don't know if her body could take it or not, man. But um Damn. You know, and, and I'm deaf I'm so worried about my wife because she had to come home out the hospital to try to get everything in order. Because right. you know her twin her twin is down there on the ventilator. And you know you don't really don't know what's going on, man. And yo, I just need for the world to pray for us, man, that they can. I'm
4: going to put one up for you. I'm putting oh, one up man. for you. as Soon as I hang this goddamn phone up with
5: you, I'm praying
9: right Harder. now. because hey, you my homeboy. You from you from Carolina? Oh, yes, sir. O'Cala, so you know what time it is, man. You know, if we don't know nothing else, we know how to pray, man. And
4: That's right. <laughs> and fry some and fry some fish.
9: Right. And I want to tell you this one thing right here. I was in the convenience store, um, you know, after my mother-in-law passed. I went to the convenience store, and I had my mask, my gloves on. And these two young guys, two young black boys, like maybe like 14 or 15, so they're even still joking, like, oh, um, black people can't get the corona and all that.
4: Oh, and Lord. I had
9: to check these kids. I had to check these kids, man, like, yo, hmm. brother. I said, yo, that's not true, because I, I just lost someone behind the coronavirus. So, Y'all don't, 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 don't say stuff like that, man. Right. Don't don't say stupid stuff that don't make sense because we are the one, the white people catching the flu and we catching the Corona. It, it just ain't adding up.
4: Yeah, it's very hard. Right, it's very hard for when somebody says to you, black people can't get Corona. It's very hard not to tell them. Yeah, man, especially if you take a shot of bleach a day. It's very
3: hard not to tell them that when they say stuff like that well thank you for checking in bro we'll definitely throw some prayers up for you man get it off your chest 800-585-1051 if you need to vent hit us up right now it's the breakfast club good morning the breakfast club it's topic time
0: call 800-585-1051
4: to join into the discussion with the breakfast club Talk
3: about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about a statement that Diddy made. And uh, can we play the statement? Black vote is not gonna be for free. You know, what are we getting in return for our
10: vote? Nothing has changed for black America. And in order for us to vote for Biden, we can't be taken for granted like we always are because we're supposed to be Democrats or because people are afraid of Trump. It's whoever's going to take care of our community, whoever wants to make a deal. It's it's, it's business at this point. You know, we can't trust politicians. Biden needs to make it clear that he's going to change the lives and quality of life of
4: black and brown people. I will hold the vote hostage if I have to. First of all, I want to say what Diddy said in that video is what I've been on for the past year. That's why every presidential candidate that came to the Breakfast Club, I asked them, do they have a specific black agenda? Because I made up my mind a long time ago that I was going to vote my interests, and my interests are black people. You know what I'm saying? I'm not voting for ind- individuals. And to me, the concept is simple. it's it, When you do business, when you do deals, you go into negotiate the terms of what you want. That's how we need to start treating Democrats. If not, black people will be voting out of fear for the rest of their lives. And if you're being honest with yourself, conditions of black people have been the same in America for decades, regardless of who the president is, and we will not make any real systemic change in our communities until we change our approach to politics. I don't think it's too much to ask of a candidate like Joe Biden, who owes his political life to black people to meet some demands for black people. Number one, you want to know what those demands are? And this is where Diddy messed up because he didn't say what he wanted. Number one, I think a black woman running mate is a must. That should be non-negotiable period. Joe Biden already said he would put a black woman on the Supreme Court. He committed to that. Great. We need that. And most importantly, Biden needs to adopt one of these black agendas and make it his own. I've been talking to y'all about Black Futures Lab, Black Agenda, which urges elected officials in government to make black people powerful through policy in the economy, and our democracy, our families, our society, our communities, and the legal system. Joe Biden can take things from that. He can take things from Bloomberg's economic black agenda, like wanting to invest $70 million in low-income neighborhoods throughout the country, increase the number of black homeowners, and doubling the number of African-American small businesses if he's elected president. He can adopt all of those things
3: to him, and he should. It's quite simple. And I don't think there's anything wrong with making those demands. But there is a lot of people out there that says, hey, I'm going to vote for anybody that's against Trump. And the reason this conversation came up is because Kenny Burns, who's somebody that used to work with Diddy and worked with Rockefeller, he's in the industry, he says, Puff, this statement is very irresponsible at this point. The only option is to get Trump out of office. Come on, champ! Encouraging people to stand by is not an option. Hashtag Vote or Die. He and reading his say, comments, hmm?
4: he didn't. He didn't say stand by. Did he? Said I'm going to hold my vote hostage. What happens when you hold something hostage? You hold it hostage until your right. demands are met. What is wrong? What's I'm What's just, wrong with ask? I'm, I know, but th- there's nothing irresponsible about demanding something for your vote. The only thing Diddy he did remotely wrong in that. Is he didn't say what he wanted. He said black agenda, but I guess he was too vague on
3: that. Now now what do you think, E?
5: Yes, I was actually looking at Joe Biden's website to see what he has because they have this whole uh, page, Highlights from Joe Biden's Agenda for the Black Community, and what he's planning to do. So it says he's investing over $70 billion in HBCUs, and he's also doing loan forgiveness that works for public servants and double funding for the state small business credit initiative to $3 billion to assist small businesses, especially those owned by people of color. He's talking about investing in the communities through housing. And then I know we also discussed this task force that he is uh, planning to to do, and then I know he has Bernie Sanders on board with him as well now, and Kamala Harris, and a lot of people endorsing him, but what I really pay attention to is Who are you putting in office around you? I think that's what I find to be extremely important. And so I'm paying attention to who is endorsing and supporting Joe Biden. Who is he listening to right now? Because I look at somebody like Donald Trump, who is very dangerous, as we can see in particular during this pandemic. And I'm looking at who he has around him, advising him, because I don't think Donald Trump comes up with everything that he wants to do on his own. It's not a dictatorship. So what's most important to me right now is who are you putting into position around you? I would never say... I'm holding my vote hostage. What I would say is that these are the demands that I want met. These are the people I want to see in position. And I would want to make sure that those things get done.
3: I don't want to say we've been raised, but I feel like we've been conditioned that if they're Democrat, we automatically just vote. Absolutely. instead of really Instead of really asking for something. And with Joe Biden, it. like I said, I don't necessarily... Think that he cares about our people? I, I honestly don't think that he hasn't stood up and said what he does now. It's all cooler to, to accept these things because he knows he has to. But does he really care when he gets into office? Is he really going to implement these plans? I don't know. I, I don't but know, a lot but, of people but, feel like. They have to do whatever it takes to get Trump out. But
4: exactly. I'm like But but but, it, but it's a campaign, right? So during the campaign, yes. you make you make a lot of promises. Make us some promises, Mother effer. Simple as that. Black people give Democrats almost 90% of their votes in all elections, and we don't we don't ever ask for anything in return. But
3: 800 585 1051 Let's talk about it. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
1: The Breakfast Club
0: I know it, now. i club
2: can you do a call me and your opinions to the breakfast club top come on 800-585-1051 yeah.
3: Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about Diddy. He was on Instagram, and this is what he said:
10: Black voting is not going to be for free. You know what are we getting in return for our vote? Nothing has changed for Black America, and in order for us to vote for Biden, we can't be taken for granted like we always are because we're supposed to be Democrats or because people are afraid of Trump. It's whoever's going to take care of our community, whoever wants to make a deal. It's it's, it's business at this point. You know, we can't trust politicians. Biden needs to make it clear that he's going to change the lives and quality of life of black and brown people. I will hold the
3: vote hostage if I have to. I I, I love the energy. There's nothing irresponsible about demanding something for your vote. Now, Kenny Burns uh, is a a young man at work with Diddy. He also worked with uh, Rockefeller before. He has his own liquor, podcast, and all that. He replied, Puff, the statement is very uh, irresponsible at this point. The only option is to get Trump out of office. Come on, champ. Encouraging people to stand by is not an option. Uh, Then he said uh, Puff uh, erased his comment and uh, blocked him. I will keep saying over and over, there's nothing
4: irresponsible about demanding something for your vote. I think the only thing that Diddy did wrong in that, in that, in that video is he didn't you know, say what he wanted. I've been clear about what I want for the past year. What I want is a black woman running mate. That's a must. That should be a non-negotiable. Uh, Joe Biden already said he would put a black woman on the Supreme Court. That is great. And most importantly, we need Biden to adopt one of these black agendas that's out here. I don't. It can be Black Futures Lab black agenda. It could be pieces of Mayor Bloomberg's economic agenda. It could be pieces of uh, um, Mayor Pete's um, uh, uh, Douglas plan. Whatever it is, adopt one of these black agendas. Make it your own, okay? Like, yo, you can't even lie to us, bro. It's a, it's a freaking presidential campaign. You can't even tell us what you're going to do, even if you don't do it?
3: Well, a lot of people feel, uh, believe in what uh, Kenny Burns has said. Uh, one person said, if we don't uh, vote Trump, if we don't vote, Trump wins again. We saw this last term. Somebody said, oh, man, he just randomly said this on a Tuesday. The check must have cleared. Some people said, no, we have to uh, get Trump out of office. Some people says, no, we have to work. Beating Trump doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean better for us. So people That's all I'm saying. Clear. So let's go to hey, the phone
8: Okay. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, Envy? It's Q from the Bronx. How's it going?
3: Q from hey, VX. Q! What are, what are your MV, thoughts? I'm,
8: real, I'm really disappointed in you, man. I'm really disappointed in you.
3: Why are you disappointed Joe in me, brother?
8: has done nothing to earn the black vote. He was one of the main creators of the 1994 crime bill. Along and 86 with President crack loss. That put mm-hmm. behind bars so many black men. So I actually, mm-hmm. I don't like Kitty, mm-hmm. but I agree with
3: him. What Kenny Burns said, I said a lot of people feel that way. That is not what envy feels, I'm saying. But a lot of people do feel like the only goal is they have to get Trump out of office. I feel and like any true. candidate has to have something for me in and my community. My and Joe that's Biden has been dodging the breakfast club to even come up here and talk.
8: Envy, I want that's us to why stop. They okay. us. That's why yes. they abuse us because they automatically yes. think black people are Democrats. And that's not yes. the case. It I was, agree with you. It could be a Republican. It could be a independent. It could be a Democrat. Yes. It could be Donald Trump. I'm, Absolutely. I'm really serious. If Donald Trump came with a plan to show, you know mm-hmm. what? Black people have been abused for this amount of time. This is what we're going to give them. We're going to reform this. We're going to influx with these stimulus packages into our inner city communities. I'm going with Donald Trump.
4: You vote in your interest.
8: Whoever is going to actually have a plan. And it's really crazy because look at this. The Holocaust never happened in this country, yet Jewish people received reparations. Slavery mm-hmm. built this country, and black people have not received anything. So Joe Biden, to me right now, he's an op. He has done
3: nothing. He called him an op. He's
8: That's the truth, of though. Us behind bars. Now, and, and He got to earn it. And You're right, my brother. On God, on God, I will vote for Donald Trump hey, if he came up. I don't, with Trump, he right. I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. That's
4: next level. Listen, we can't. We Thank can't you, brother. Appreciate stuff. your call. See, see, see people hearing sound bites, so you can't say things. I would like. I would just vote for Donald Trump. He said he would vote for Donald Trump if Donald Trump actually put something on the table, tangible for Black people. I want Joe Biden to have these three things on his table in order for me to feel comfortable voting for him. Number one is a black agenda. Number two right. is a black woman running mate. Number three, he already said he put a black woman on the Supreme Court. I want him to commit to those things
3: for me to feel really, really comfortable going out to vote for him in November. Now, I, just feel, I just feel like he does a lot of comfortable interviews where I don't think they'll necessarily ask him the questions that need to be asked. And I think that he avoids our community a lot. I don't think he has anything on the table for our community. And I think he's done a lot to hurt our community. It hasn't even said, you know yes. what, what I did was, I made a mistake and I'm sorry. I apologize. I made a bad decision i made a wrong decision in life we all make wrong decisions but it's it's what you do after that wrong decision to fix it. yes he has difference. to atone he has to atone for the 94
4: crime bill through policy it's really not that hard like i really don't understand why people are so confused about what did he there is nothing irresponsible about demanding something for your
3: vote simple 800-585-1051 is the breakfast club good morning call us up still taking your calls Topic time.
0: Call 800
4: 585 1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Talk about it
3: morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. If you just joined us, we're talking about something that Diddy said. Can we play it right fast?
10: Black is not going to be for free. You know, what are we getting in return for our vote? Nothing has changed for Black America. And in order for us to vote for Biden, we can't be taken for granted like we always are because we're supposed to be Democrats. Or because people are afraid of Trump. It's whoever's gonna take care of our community, whoever wants to make a deal, it's, it's, it's business at this point. You know, we yeah. can't trust politicians. Biden needs to make it clear that he's gonna change the lives and quality of
3: life of black and brown people. I will hold the vote hostage if I have to. Well, a lot of people feel like it's irresponsible and he should just be saying, just vote against Trump. Now, what do you
5: think, E? I think right now this is exactly what Trump supporters want to be happening, all of this uh, going back and forth within the Democrats and I'm not voting, I'm not doing this. I'm holding my vote hostage and all of that. I have been saying, I pay attention to who people put in office around them. And I think that has been very important for me as far as deciding who I like and who I want to support and what policies they are going to be presenting uh, for us and what positive change they're going to be making. I've been looking at Joe Biden's website just to see what his proposals are and what his plans are. I wouldn't say that he's not doing, he doesn't have any plans at all. Cause I don't think that's true, but um. You know, for the black community. So I don't, I wouldn't say nothing because. That's simply not true. Just based off of what I see he plans to do for HBCUs and the money that he wants to put into that and into education and into housing and development and the task force that he's now saying that he's going to do. I think you just have to keep on demanding those things. But I just hate to see how united the Republicans always are and how divided the Democrats always are. Well,
4: well, you know why? Because Republicans fall in line. Democrats fall in love. You know what I'm saying? We have to love the individual. Republicans love their interests. And that's all we need to start doing. You know what I mean you talk about the task force okay uh, the same task force that he wouldn't he doesn't even want a, a truth to t- a truth to power speaker like Nina Turner on you know what I'm saying? Uh, yes, I would love the investment in HBCUs, but there's other things that we need. You know, we need uh, uh, housing. We need, uh, I like the fact that Bloomberg wanted to invest $70 billion in low-income neighborhoods throughout the country. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I want to see the number. We need being able wanna, yeah, to yeah, learn, yeah, get He,
5: has, he, has, he oh, yeah, way, on there, and he talks about expanding on Obam- Obamacare health. on his website, and That's he does talk about housing also on his website. Help for, help, help, and so all cash. of that is on there, but, but we want to see all of that really come to fruition, and we also want to continue to keep building. I don't think anybody's plan has everything in it that we want and everything's perfect but we do have to keep on saying okay good we got this now we want this we want this and we want these things and that's
4: by the way that's all Diddy's saying once again Mm -hmm. I'm going to hold my vote hostage until my demands are met there is nothing wrong with that everything that we're saying is absolutely correct when you want something from one of these candidates understand that your vote is transactional I give you something you give me something you, no, go, you, you give me something, I, will say I give you something. The
5: thought of Trump another four years is very scary to me, and I will say that.
3: Well, let's go it's to the phone s- lines. Hello, who's this? Just blue.
2: Hey, guys, I wanted to say thank you for taking my phone call, but I want mm-hmm. to say I I understand where Diddy is saying as far as what he wanted a black agenda, but this is not the time for that.
4: Trump. Oh, my God. Him let him talk.
2: Hold on, hold on. Let me talk, Charlemagne. He, he been, he's been rolling back human rights as far as he, he want to nominate another Supreme Court justice. That's going to take away women's rights. He's rolling back HUDs or programs. He's he, he trying to take away people's voting rights. Like, I, I I definitely want a black agenda. But, man, we got to get out there and vote and get this guy out of here. Or we're going to lose more than what we even had before he came in.
4: I feel, uh, I feel you. But man, it feels like every single election, black people are vo- are forced to vote out of fear. Every single election, black people are choosing between the lesser of two evils. When are we gonna get to
3: choose between our interests? And I ain't gonna front, man. You know, reading his stuff on his site about highlights from Joe Biden's agenda for the black community. Now, it's man, it's Joe Biden is not running for president. Sorry, Envy. Joe Biden. It seems so <laughs> vague. Through his policies of yes. education, Joe will ensure that black families can build and sustain wealth for themselves and their communities because home ownership is the key to building. This is vague, man. It's this is really vague. vague. It's not it's it's not right. a necessarily a plan. And that's this why
5: is... I said you have to build on that. You have like we to talk say, about okay, these are the things that I want met. I see you have this written, so how is that actually going to work? What's, how is this being implemented? What's the money that's being injected for this? Those are all things that you have to make sure that you bring to the table.
3: Like end and violence against women. Joe will build on oh, the boy. landmark violence against like is this is so vague it's not even saying what he's all doing I, he's just saying i'm gonna build on the things that's there it's not that's like saying i'm gonna sell a car and i'm like yeah this car is really fast and you're safe if you wear your seatbelt. like all i know building on anything that's there anymore that's there all
4: before I, All I know is the conditions of black people have been the same in America for decades, regardless of who the president is. And we will not make any real systemic change in our communities until we change our approach to politics. And I don't think it's too much to ask of a candidate like Joe Biden, who owes his political life to black people to meet some demands for black people. And by the way, he's right. You need both. You need an inside-outside game. You need somebody rattling the cage, saying, look, we're going to hold these votes hostage, and you need somebody else talking to him in another manner. You can do both because guess what? You know what people in Biden's camp need to be doing for him today? Whether it's uh, Simone Sanders or Cedric or anybody, they need to be going to Joe Biden and saying, bro, we're going to have a problem on on our hands in November if you don't get this black agenda going. We're going to have a problem on our hands if you don't pick a black woman running mate.
5: Simple as that. I just well, feel like Diddy's a powerful person and he has access that he could get a sit down with Joe Biden. He could present these plans and could have people on his mean, team with better. him and could support, you know. Well, we I don't think know. Maybe he him tried. Personally, you know, know, he could.
3: Yeah, we don't know. That's Maybe right. he tried. Maybe he tried to get a conversation. Maybe that's, Diddy's that's like, right. nah, after denying my conversation, this is how I feel. And sometimes you got to throw right. it out there so I people understand like and put the pressure on people. We've seen it over and like over and over again
5: position to represent for us and to really present some things that he feels like would be great for our community and also do that in conjunction with maybe a Bernie Sanders or in conjunction with Elizabeth, anybody. But I feel like he does have a lot of access, more All than right. the average person.
3: Alright, we got more coming up next with the Breakfast Club.
5: The Breakfast Club.
3: DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have a special guest on the phone lines this morning. We have
5: Barbara Cochran. Welcome.
11: Welcome to you to have me. Thank you for having me.
5: <laughs> now, One of my, of my way, favorite sharks. Barbara and Damon John are my two favorites. Well, you've got
11: good taste because uh, Damon's my favorite as well.
3: So, <laughs> how are you quarantining? How is everything? Where, where are you held up at? What are you doing?
11: Uh, i'm held up in new york city i'm right over central Park, so i have a beautiful view and i've watched those medical tents go up and go down which is a note of uh gave me a positive feeling but i'm trying to keep my marriage together it's going on 37 years i know everything wrong with my husband there's nothing wrong with me
3: wow (laughs) that's what my Uh, wife says everything
11: you know everything right about him too then Yeah, I do. I'm sticking with it, I'm afraid, at this point, yeah.
3: (laughs) Now, with the real estate industry right now, you know, you made a fortune off real estate, and I'm sure you continue to do so. You know, what what do you advise people to do? Is this a good time for people to get into real estate? I know a lot of people are scared with the market dropping. I'm looking at real estate. I I see the house market is going down a little bit. What would you advise for people to do right now outside of this pandemic if they have a little money saved as far as real estate is concerned?
11: Well, today is a day where you could really make a killing. But a lot of people don't have the guts to do it. You know, I think every single property I ever bought that became my best investments over time, homes, investment properties, because that's what I do for a living. I got them all on certain times and everybody was saying, which way are we going to go? What's going on? And right now, the real estate market is choppy. You've got some areas where you have overbidding, like Seattle, Washington, uh, portions of of even San Francisco still, urban markets. And then you've got markets that are dumping like crazy, like New York City, for example. Uh, People didn't even renew their leases last month that were up for renewal. Only 40% of everybody renewed their leases. People are vacating cities for the time being but amidst all that change what you've got is you've got a desperate seller somewhere in that pile is a desperate seller and so if you can stay in the market you're looking in whatever your home ballpark is because that's where you want to stay stuff you know if you could pounce on something you can get yourself a great deal but again i say you got to have a set of you know what to get in there and do that kind
3: of you could say a set of balls
11: well, you're allowed to say that? I thought even that was illegal now.
3: You can say, you no, can say We, we not say whatever. Not on this show.
11: Not on this show. <laughs> okay. I, was, I got a set, by the way.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I was recently reading about a lot of people are going to Connecticut now from New York, and they said the prices of real estate of Connecticut are going up. And I'm seeing a lot of people, I don't know if this is a trend, but a lot of people who had like small apartments in the city are wanting to have more space now. And after this pandemic, they're thinking, okay. Let me get rid of this small, expensive apartment and actually move somewhere, move to Brooklyn, move to Queens, move to In Connecticut, too. Yep. where I can, yeah, Jersey, where I can have more space. So what kind of trends are out there that we should be paying attention to?
11: Well, well you actually name the main trend, and that is true of New Jersey, Westchester County, Connecticut. If you're away from the fray, that's the new commodity out there. Everybody wants to be away. The idea of luxury Forget about it. Nobody's talking those words. Even people, families who are shopping for homes right now, aren't even talking about what. how good is the school district. You know why? Because they're thinking they're going to homeschool their kids anyway. You know, the home right. today has to be the office. It has to be the schoolhouse. It has to be a place where you could actually love your family 24-7 and have the freedom to get away from everybody else. That's asking a lot. So what that's translating to right now is a huge demand for housing in those areas. Even though they can't barely show those houses, people are riding up, parking in the driveway, brokers are opening door, telling them to put a mask on, help yourself, nobody's home. It's very difficult to do business, but despite all that, these properties are going up, up, up in value because of fear.
3: You know, Mm -hmm. it's funny that you said that I'm actually selling my house and... Now is the time I'm going to put it on the market because I live in New Jersey, and everybody has been reaching out saying, hey, we want to get out of the city. It's too close. I need something. And you know what's selling right now? People want a pool. It's summertime. They're like, if your house has a pool, it will sell. So I've had agents call, and I'm glad I was going to sell it last year. But now it seems like the market, the prices went up even more. So I'm like, I'm glad I waited.
11: And not only that, but interest rates came down. But now I have a question for you. Where are you going to move? I would give that a little bit of thought before you have that family move into your house.
3: Oh, I found a home run. S- similar to what you said. I found a home run. This this was it was a, it was up there in price and I was able to get it for A great 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 deal so even if I you you know not take as much in
11: dirty dog shame on you I'm following (laughs) your
3: footsteps I'm following in your
11: footsteps (laughs) I don't want the competition cut it out I want to be the big
5: shot in town I love your whole story too how you started everything with a thousand dollars and I read an article where you were talking about how you feel like the people that you would invest in and who you feel could be most successful are people who come from poverty and difficult circumstances so do you find that still holds true especially right now
11: Yeah, I I identify with people like that. And I can give you a whole list of reasons why it makes good financial sense as well. My background is one of 10 kids in a two-bedroom flat. Let me tell you, we worked since the time we were 12. We may not have been like I was terrible at school, but I was a great hard worker. And so people who struggle, and in fact, people who have a real deficit in their childhood, I find make phenomenal entrepreneurs. They create a world like kind of how they envision it versus fitting in with somebody else's world. And so when I'm on that Shark Tank show, every time I'm sitting in that seat, I'm looking for a loser. It sounds weird. But I'm mm-hmm. looking for the guy who uh, was raised by a single mom. I'm looking for the gal whose mother said she'd never amount to anything. I'm looking for somebody who's motivated by insult, somebody who's got something to prove, somebody who knows what it's like to take a hit, be smashed around a bit. Because you know what they learn in that journey? They learn to get back up. Instead, you give me a privileged kid. Uh, and now I've got privileged kids, so I'm not knocking them really <laughs> say, but, mm-hmm. but give me a privileged kid. And they, they lack the experience of struggle. You know, they've right. been on the fancy vacations. Everything's kind of come easy. It's not their fault. It's just the, their environment, how they've grown up. And you can't learn the toughness in the skin and the street smarts that you learn when you come from the ghetto or the family that's, uh, that needs this and needs that. And you had to help out so many different values. So that's what I do. I buy the entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. what I do when I'm buying those businesses. And the poorer they are, the better they do for me every time.
5: It's a different work ethic when a person knows if they fail, they can just call their parents or get more investors to invest in them. When people know that if they do fail, this is it, you know. So I think it is a different mentality of I can't fail. Absolutely. I'm
11: going to add something to that that you might not think of because I've seen both sides: the privileged side and the poor side. I've lived both lives. Uh, the one advantage, huge advantage, and Damon John uh, talks about it, the power of broke, to steal his idea, but I learned it for myself, is when you're poor, uh, you have an advantage of you have nowhere to go but up. You don't have pushing parents that have been really successful, like monkeys on your back, expecting you to be a big deal when you grow up. You are free to be exactly who you are. And privileged kids don't walk into the work world with that. They've got the attorney dad, the high finance mom, pushing, pushing, pushing from behind. And you know what it does? It winds up uh, becoming somebody to make happy versus making yourself happy. So you have a huge advantage when you don't come with all that monkey business on your back.
3: All right, we have more with Barbara Cochran. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking with Barbara Cochran. I wanted to ask, you know, we seen a story uh, a, th- a couple months ago about somebody trying to scam you out of $400,000. Oh,
11: yes, you reported this.
3: Yeah, what happened in that case?
11: Well, we got an email. My bookkeeper gets an email from uh, a company saying I'm buying four or six investment properties in Berlin, Germany. Now, I buy investment properties, but not in Berlin. Okay, I don't know Berlin. But it wasn't out of the norm, and they wrote in the name of one of my colleagues at my office, who usually authorize our billing. So it was authorized by a fake name, which looked real, and out went the money. It was wired out, okay? I had a heart attack, but fortunately, they wired it to a German bank on its way to China, and we stopped it in Germany and got the money back. I was sweating that one all night. Yeah, because I emailed you, too. I emailed you you, too.
3: I said that I was your uh, adopted son that you never paid child support for, and I asked for only a hundred thousand, but I never got that wire. <laughs>
11: I'm not paying you a nickel. I can tell you're scamming
3: me
5: right here. Come on, you don't even look for this. I don't know oh, why. Well. I, no, no, no. With well, that beard and stuff going on, forget it. Not not at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happens now with protocol in the office? Because we had, a, we actually debated this at work because I was like, well, it feels like, you know, for Barbara Corcoran, $400,000 might be a typical, okay, i let my office handle it. But I remember you guys were like, no, there's no way. That is too high of an amount of money that it doesn't go through certain approval process. Protocols, certain protocols, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, te- well,
11: today we have all the protocol and you know what the most safe one is of all outside the internet before any money is wired over a very small amount the people have to pick up the phone and say did Mm -hmm. you send this wire that's Mm -hmm. all it is it's just a phone call as a stop check and that's what we've initiated at the office
3: now what what markets do you think is a good market for somebody that's trying to get in a real estate game and say what market should they be looking at you know Angelie and i invested in detroit and did very well what markets would you say
11: Well, kind of like the old days when uh, people used to make a lot of money in real estate when they followed the train lines. You know, you follow those train lines, Mm -hmm. you see all those new places in California opening up. Today's version of that is follow the job market. If a large company is opening up in an area and they're employing a lot of well-educated people, you know prices are going to go through the roof. So, for example, a great example is very close to my home here where I'm I'm investing in heavily, which is um, Pittsburgh. I almost said Philadelphia.
3: Everybody's the same Pittsburgh, yeah.
11: Everybody's saying Pittsburgh and they're a little late. I mean, I've been investing there for almost three years, not to show off about it, but I've watched <laughs> too bad my prices go up and your memory is your deficit. It makes you hesitate like, wait, I could have gotten that cheaper two years ago. But it's got so much room for going up because there's so much industry moving in. There's so much government support. The city is supporting real estate development. And there aren't as many restrictions. So you can wheel and deal, renovate, you could increase your rents. And so it's a very secure investment right now. I don't see any really downside. It's got to be something, but maybe I'm turning an eye to it. You know?
3: Now, were you affected bad by, you know, the the pandemic and people not being able to pay rent and all those things? You know, how, how are you holding up with that? And, you know, what happens from there? What happens next outside of that with your with those properties that you own?
11: Well, I'm actually a small property owner. I own small buildings, like 812 units. Well, maybe that sounds big, but in real estate terms in New York City, it's not like a high-rise building or something. That's where I'm comfortable. But um, the moment the eviction uh, proceedings were frozen here in New York, I had roughly 20% of my tenants calling saying they didn't want to pay their rent. This was in April, April one. And of those 20%, 10% we allowed not to pay our rent. Because you know what the other 10% were doing? They all had their jobs. They had fancy jobs and they're well-educated kids, maybe in their 30s. And they were calling and saying, we don't want to pay our rent. And when we asked why, it was because we just don't want to pay it. They still Mm -hmm. had jobs. They still had Mm -hmm. income. But 10% of the people were working because we're doing everything we can to help people like that. Now. What's interesting to realize is the landlord's position. I can afford to have 10%, maybe 15% of my tenants not pay their rent. Don't tell them, because 10% is plenty in my book. <laughs> Absolutely. But once you hit, say, 20%, I've got a problem. i got to pay my real estate taxes and I've got to pay my mortgage and I'm not going to be able to afford it. So, what happens then? Buildings go into foreclosure, uh, rents uh, have to be set, but buildings can't be fixed. Roofs can't be without leaks. They can't be fixed. Radiators going. You can't provide heat. And we've had that. I lived it, actually, in the early 70s when landlords were walking away, abandoning buildings because of rent control. So we kind of have like a short-term version of rent control all over again with all these freezes on. Don't pay your rent. Uh, You can't foreclose. So I'm all for it to help out people. But I'm worried it might go too far, particularly in New York City. And then we're going to have really big problems with the landlords, which means we have problems with the financiers, the banks who give the mortgages, who do they turn to? And the crap just rolls downhill. That's how it rolls.
3: But you know what? I had that problem too. I had I had closer to 40% not pay. But you know what it was for? It was wow. because the mayor and the governors both got on on air and said, hey, we're going to make it where, you know, if you can't afford to pay rent, you don't have to pay rent. You yeah, can't you get can't evicted. get
11: evicted. So when people
3: hear that, automatically they think, "Oh, I ain't gotta pay rent. You can't evict me." And I'm like, "No, don't Absolutely. work like that. Absolutely,
11: power to the people, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? They've just changed all those rules. That the only way the tenant can pay rent is he could prove hardship, show that he's collecting unemployment. You should know that uh, because that makes a big difference. That's a need case, and that's how it should be. Really, and that's been changed. Absolutely.
5: Now, Barbara, how are your businesses that you're invested into doing from Shark Tank? In particular because it is a hard time for small businesses right now so i'm sure that's something that you've been paying attention to, a p- attention to with the paycheck protection program
11: and all of that yeah of course um you know i've invested about 80 some odd businesses to date and i'm in touch with not everyone but just about everyone over the many weeks i'm always staying in touch what are you doing what are you thinking about where's your head going what are the numbers not with an eye towards seeing if we're making money or not But simply laying myself out there, like I've lived through four bad times and came out alive, so how could I help you? And Mm -hmm. here's the interesting thing I have found. I have found that probably 10% of my businesses are actually going to make it through the other side. I wish I could say all of them, but here's what the difference is. A lot of them listen but are waiting for the change. If you sit and wait for the change, you're not coming out the other side. I tell them that, but they don't know what to do. They're afraid to do whatever, whatever. They didn't even take advantage of the PPP program, which was open to everybody. But about 10% of my businesses did a couple of things really smart. They looked at where all their money was coming from. They assumed it wasn't going to keep coming, and they reinvented how they could sell their product or service. And mm-hmm. so those particular businesses are going to come through fine. And interesting enough, going back to that early conversation we had, they were all street smart people who had been through hard mm-hmm. times. So for them, it wasn't a real shocker.
3: All right, we have more with Barbara Cochran. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne Tha God, we are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking with Barbara Cochran. Now, let's talk about Shark Tank. Are you tired of Shark Tank, or, or do you still enjoy it? you still enjoy seeing the crazy people and the crazy ideas?
11: I'm tired of uh, Robert Hershevek. Yes, I yes, can. Yes, yes. <laughs> chatty, chatty, chatty. <laughs> okay, I'm tired of listening. Calm down, Robert, you know. Uh, I'm never tired of Shark Tank. Let me tell you, when I got hired for Shark Tank, when I signed that contract... I was the happiest girl in New York City. I bought myself a new set of luggage, new outfits, and I was going to Hollywood. And I told everybody I knew, I'm going to Hollywood. You know, with the <laughs> sign and everything. And then Shark Tank simply made a call and told me I wasn't hired They replaced me with another woman. But I signed the contract. Wow. What do you mean? I signed the contract. They said, what? we didn't sign the contract. Yeah, what a shocker. I I didn't want to tell my family and friends, I'm not going to Hollywood anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I sent them an email. I sent Mark Burnett, the top producer who owned the show then. I didn't know he was a big shot. I just knew he was in charge. And I sent him an email and tell him, you know what? All my best winnings came on the heels of failure. When Donald Trump said I'd never see a penny of the $3 million he owed me, i beat him in federal court. When Sister Stella Maria went on and on and on, told me I would never learn to read just because I was stupid in school. I know how to read. I just gave it to him. And then I ended by saying, I consider your rejection a lucky charm, and I'd like to come out and compete for the seat, and I expect to be on that plane. And what do you think he did? He let me compete, and I won. That's dope. Who was the other person? I'm not telling you. <laughs> i was curious. That would have to be the, I curious. can't tell you uh, i've been asked that a few times i will not ever say who the other person it's not right how do you think Absolutely. this show has changed from when it
5: first started until now because it feels more like you already have to have shown some real numbers in order for you to even get on shark tank to have had some success already i feel like earlier you didn't really have to be so polished
11: yeah, well, I have to say, from my perspective, those earlier days, I liked them for two reasons. One, people came in and asked for 10000 you know, for 20% <laughs> of their business. Now people come in and ask for 400000 for 1%. percent, five, and Yeah, for first, 5%. That is Mark Steven every time, of course, because he's got <laughs> loads of money, you know? Uh, but the difference here today is they do expect sales, but there are exceptions, and the exception uh, that I made just on a whim and just on my gut was buying into the Comfy's, which is an oversized sweatshirt the Comfy mm-hmm. the original Comfy and uh, there were just two guys standing there and to my shop they had a great jingle like two guys drunk in a bar two brothers and uh, when I said what are your sales we don't have any what is the supposed to make that thing we don't know who are you going to sell it to <laughs> All the wrong answers, especially if you think about it, Shark Tank today. Yes. Nobody comes with no answers. And I'm oh like, on the shelf, you know? And I said, what the hell? I'll take 30% of your business, but I don't know what I paid them. 50000 maybe 20000 I don't know. They've done $86 million in sales. Oh, my so gosh. That's great. They're my single most successful investment. And the reason I bought into them was I thought, these are great guys. I could have a beer with them and have fun at a bar. Ah, it's not a lot of money. Let me throw it and see what happens. Well, look what happened. And so I think every season, for me, it's a new surprise. Like, Mm -hmm. who's coming through that door today? i feel like you really have
5: to have it together like i've always first of all i just want to say i've always wanted to be on shark tank and do a pitch because i watch it but it's also seems so nerve-wracking and it's not an easy thing to do and then sometimes you watch it and you're like oh my god they are bombing right now you know but you can never predict i think sometimes i think oh that went terrible or i'll think that went great and it'll be the opposite yeah
11: uh, you know what happened last year was shock me. Four guys came out and started a pitch. In the middle of their pitch, they were great. Yeah, they're nah, 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 nah. really a dog and pony show. In the middle of the pitch, they got so excited, one guy hits the floor and lays quietly. We're laughing like crazy. That's funny. You know, when he had fainted out of the pressure. Really? Wow. wow. he got revived. But you know what the oh reality TV is? Mm. No second chances. That's reality TV. They ne- We never saw them again. It broke my wow. heart.
3: Well you know I like Shark Tank the most and and I love Shark Tank. I love watching it and I love trying to, you know, make a bid myself before you guys make a bid or say how much I would offer or give. But the thing that I like about it the most is my kids watch Shark Tank. My kids are into it. You know, I have an 18-year-old, a 16-year-old. They watch it, and they are into it. They know the, you know, what a company is worth. And they're learning this way before I did. Like, you know, I'm from Queens. I didn't know anything about investing. So they're learning that, and they're calling me, Dad, I think this company is worth this much because of this, that, and the other. And I love that.
11: <laughs> yeah, of course. Because you know why? It's a real-life education. It's not it is. Good. It's something they can really use. But do you want me to give you the bad side of that? They're going to come to you and say, Hey, Dad, how about you make an investment in this great idea we have? And my valuation is, give me the cash. And you're not going to
3: like it at all. Well, you know, they already started it. My son already started a business where he sold, uh, where he was selling used clothes, which he did well. Then he started another business where he was selling uh, video game coins and needed money to to promote himself. He already started. See, those businesses I'm helped because it's small money. You know, I'm just waiting to the day where, you know, like Donald Trump's son, and be like, "Hey, Dad, can I all have a million dollar loan?" I'm not there yet, but the small things I can definitely give him five hundred dollars here and a hundred dollars here. I, I can I can do
5: that much.
11: Uh huh. You sound like a good dad to me. Hey, <laughs> right, there <you> go. <laughs> well, well, thank you
5: so much for being for on the Breakfast in. Club for the first Absolutely. time. We really appreciate that. My pleasure. Really
11: nice hanging out with you guys. You're, you're lovely to speak with, really.
3: Alright, well thank you so much. It's Barbara Cocker, and it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
9: You are
2: Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the day huh? I'm a fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows,
8: man. They wait for Charlamagne to tap these gloves. Let's go.
12: They had to make a judgment <laughs> of who was going to be on the
8: Donkey of the Day. They chose you. It's <laughs> a breakfast
4: club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Donkey of the Day goes to police officers at the Louisville Metro Police Department in Kentucky. Their names are Jonathan Maddenly, Brett Hankinson, and Miles Grove, okay? According to NBC News, they were identified by the police department as the officers who are currently under investigation for shooting and killing Breonna Taylor, okay? Because they were looking for a suspect at the wrong home. I repeat, they were looking for a suspect at the wrong home. Another day, another black life is taken at the hands of the police. Now, if you haven't heard the story, Breonna Taylor, a 27-year-old EMT worker, an essential worker, Okay, died on March 13th after police officers with the Louisville Metro Police Department executed a search warrant at the wrong damn house. Let's go to WHAS ABC 11 News for the report, please.
12: Taylor's mother says that the 26-year-old and her boyfriend were never involved in drug activity. She was an EMT preparing to confront the coronavirus, working for both Jewish and Norton hospitals.
0: Unnecessary search warrant. She did not have to die.
12: Civil rights attorney Ben Crump represented high profile cases like Trayvon Martin and most recently Ahmed Arbery.
0: This was a botched investigation that ended up with an innocent young woman killed.
12: A lawsuit says the three detectives were searching for Jamarcus Glover, who was detained that morning.
0: They did not check to see if he was already in custody before they went in here shooting over 22
12: times. After Taylor was killed, LNPD held a briefing later that day. The detectives are a part of the criminal interdiction division and were not wearing body cameras. Officers knocked on the door several times. ...and announced their presence as police who were there with a search warrant. Taylor's attorney disputes that, claiming police never identified themselves. The lawsuit says Walker, a registered gun owner, shot Eddie Sargent sergeant in self-defense. He was arrested and charged with attempted murder of a police officer.
4: All three of the officers were placed on administrative reassignment. Now, I was looking at this thing, man. Breonna Taylor was an award-winning EMT and model citizen. Okay, she loved her family and community. She worked at two hospitals as an essential worker during the pandemic. I saw that uh, posted on on Instagram, and she's dead now because police in Louisville, Kentucky failed to measure twice in order to cut once. Now, let me tell you something. You know how we say things like the most valuable thing you can make is a mistake, uh, you can't learn anything from being perfect, or you know, making mistakes is a lot better than not doing anything, or mistakes are proof that you're trying. None of those quotes apply to this mistake. All right, not one. See, the mistake in this situation shows that the officers in Louisville, they weren't even trying at all not even a little bit. When you are executing a search warrant, you don't have the luxury of learning from your mistakes because you shouldn't be making an error to begin with. Okay. Some people in some professions don't have the privilege of being that irresponsible because being irresponsible can truly be a matter of life or death. It can be some life altering situations. Okay. And all these offices get is placed on administrative reassignment. Huh? Speaking of reassignment, do you remember that story that happened back in the day when a 67-year-old man went into surgery for bladder cancer, but when he woke up, he discovered doctors had amputated his penis, and the doctors never even told him that this was a possibility before the surgery? You know what that's called? Malpractice. You know what police officers did in Louisville, Kentucky? Malpractice. Okay? To add insult to injury, you arrest her boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, for assault and attempted murder on a police officer? Now, his brother, Kenneth Walker, he had a license to carry and kept firearms in the home for protection, as we all should. 2 a. all day. Now officers are saying they knocked on the door and announced themselves, but the lawsuit says they entered Taylor's home without docking and without announcing themselves as police officers. Yo, I don't know what happened. All I know is Walker did what any person should do in that situation. You hear somebody breaking into your house, waking up in the middle of the night, and you got your legal firearm, you get the busing, okay? These officers were in plain clothes. They pulled up in unmarked cars. How is this brother Kenneth supposed to know what's going on? Kenneth had... Zero, listen to me, zero criminal history for drugs or violence. No drugs were found in the home. He's not part of that lifestyle. So when he hears somebody breaking in his house, all he's thinking is protect, protect, protect. And I feel him. Okay, Kenneth Walker didn't make a mistake. The police in Louisville, Kentucky did. Okay, you know who should have charges brought against them? The police in Louisville, Kentucky. Like, what are we doing, America? These officers executed a search warrant on the wrong house. From that moment on, it's their fault. Period. Period. A woman is dead, and all they have to offer literally is a statement saying, due to an ongoing internal investigation into this situation, we are not able to comment at this time. Damn, I can't even get a my bad condolences to the family, nothing. I can even play white devil's advocate in a situation like this and say, if if they didn't know they were in the wrong house and, you know, gunfire started, I can see why they, you know, reacted the way that they did. But that logic goes out the window simply because they were in the wrong house. This is their fault, Period. Now we have to ask ourselves the question, who polices the police? Breonna Taylor is dead. Kenneth Walker is facing charges of trying to kill a cop. Their lives will be changed forever. Meanwhile, these cops get what? Who's going to make sure justices serve for the regular everyday people who pay those cops salaries with tax dollars? Louisville Mayor Greg Fisher said in a statement uh, Tuesday that he was monitoring the case and talked to the police department's chief to ensure a thorough investigation. Yeah, right. The same police department who can't even execute a search warrant properly is going to give a thorough investigation. If it was anything thorough about this police department, Breonna Taylor wouldn't be dead today because you officers would have done your due diligence before you ran up in the wrong house, okay? Condolences to the family of Breonna Taylor. Uh, Kenneth Walker needs his charges dropped immediately. And Jonathan Mattingly, Brett Hankinson, and Miles Cosgrove should be fired and charged with second-degree murder, period. Nothing else to talk about here, folks. Please let Remy Ma give those three officers from the Louisville Metro Police Department the biggest hee-haw.
3: Hee-haw! Hee-haw! You stupid mother! Are you dumb? Totally agree. And what? Ha-
4: absolutely yeah, and, by- and whatever happens to those officers is not enough because Brianna Taylor is dead. This is a yeah. this is an essential worker who worked at two different hospitals during the global pandemic, saving our lives, and you just took hers because you made a goddamn mistake.
5: Mm tragic
4: you did a, a search one on the wrong house come
3: on man uh, uh,
5: come man, on, man that is so sad
3: all right well that's effed up bro all right well that's thank a hard you for story that to even have to
5: listen to to even
3: brother. talk about to even listen to absolutely well thank you for that donkey today it's the breakfast club good morning the breakfast club
2: relationship
4: advice need personal advice just need real advice call up now for ask ye the
3: morning everybody it's dj nv angela ye Charlemagne the god we are the breakfast club it's time for ask ye and uh let's go to the line we got jamie on the line jamie good morning
6: hey nv how's it going how's good morning what's up bro good what's morning jamie for hey um uh just wanted to say i love your show guys i've been listening to you guys for a long long time and uh you guys are doing good in this situation. I, I got to applaud you guys on that. Thank you so much. Ma.
5: Thank you.
6: What's your question for you? So, um, yeah, my question is, um, well, I'm in a lot of depth right now. And uh, over the over the holidays and our uh, anniversary with my wife, uh, I went on and got her pretty expensive gifts. And, um, uh, well, it's now it's catching up to me um, mentally. You know what I mean? I, I'm not really good when it comes... to mental stress and i just want to come clean to my wife about it and um i my wife could she she has a mouth on it like she could get on all, all me if i if i mess up and she's not wrong for that you know uh, i'm the one to blame on it and I okay know, yeah what's the best idea or advice to go with that
5: so when you say uh some credit card debt like how much
6: uh, well, it's a lot. It's probably like uh, 8,000 or something like that. But it's something that I already had. I just added mm-hmm. more, to, more to it, you know?
5: Okay. So, first of all, the one thing you have to do, and I know you said that she has a mouth on her and you know it's going to be an issue, it's going to be some drama, is when we make mistakes like this and we know that we have some things that we need to work on, we have to own that, right? So, it's important for you to yeah. acknowledge the fact that you've gotten yourself into this situation, right? Mm-hmm. Now, do you have a plan of action on what you plan to do to work towards fixing this? Because, you know, I think it's great when we can communicate when there's issues, but are we also coming up with solutions?
6: Yeah, well, I was thinking, um, well, I get paid um, every week. So in my head, I was thinking, um, you yeah, know, this Friday, I'm just going to come clean to her about uh, what's going on. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm already losing. I, I lost like 20 pounds and I'm doing great with everything. It's just the mental stresses. Yeah. Uh, I've never been good with that. So yeah. I just need that to be completely healthy. And I was thinking, um, what if I just give her, like, pretty much my entire paycheck? She manages that. And um, I, I just keep myself a little bit uh, money so I could pay for gas because cause I do driving for work, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if you guys have any other uh, advice.
5: Well, it, se- it feels to me like obviously your wife loves you, right? That's why she's with you. And she's yeah, there for better change. or for worse. <laughs> hmm And so that's something you got to keep in mind, too. But you're right. This is something that is very stressful for you, so you need to let her know what it is that's going on. You guys need to come up with the solutions on how you're going to handle this as a couple, and you need to take ownership of the fact that you put yourself in a situation where you got yourself into this debt. But debt can be manageable. And it's, so $8,000 is not something that I feel like you can't handle if you just make a plan. And so I think it's important for you to sit down. I actually do this credit chronicles and we're actually following a couple right now. And you can look on the breakfast club YouTube page and you can see that there, but we're actually following a couple who have debt and their debt is way crazier than yours. It's because of student loans. It's a debt that the man had. And when they got married, she had to take on his debt also, and she didn't have any debt at all. So this is something that I think you guys have to work together as a couple to get through and figure out how can we make, ourselves stronger after this and if that means that you have to look at your spending habits why are you spending this money obviously you know you you love your wife you wanted to buy her something nice but maybe financially you weren't in the position to do that and now you're stressed out because the bills are adding up right yeah and you got to so think about what's worse. important to her and it might be more important to her to not have those stresses because now this is something that you've lost 20 pounds, it's hard for you to communicate with your wife so these are things that you guys have to talk about because usually when we spend like that it comes from another place, you know your emotional yeah. spending that you're doing so this is a conversation that yes you are going to have this with your wife, you're going to let her know what it is and you guys are going to solve this issue together and sit down and figure out how to come up with the budget what is, uh, you know, moving forward, how do you make sure that you don't Put yourself in a worse position, but I think that this is something you definitely can manage and definitely come out stronger as a couple after. So just focus on that. The positive is that you guys have each other during this time. You're still making money and you have a plan of action.
6: Yeah, yeah that sounds good. Thank you guys so much, man. That, that really helped you out. What
5: credit card was it? What credit card company did you use?
6: It was um, American Eagle. I had JC Penny, Walmart, you know, all those MasterCards and stuff. So you pretty all right. much use you it know if you call- several.
3: If you call the card companies now, they a lot of them are deferring payments and allowing you to put things on hold for a little bit so you can use that to to, to definitely catch up a little bit. But I would definitely call every credit card company and tell them what's going on, especially with the coronavirus thing. And uh yeah. most card companies are, are
6: are very are being
3: very lenient and helping people out. Uh that
6: sounds great guys. Thank you so much man. God bless I'll you call them. and your family. Be safe.
3: All right, bro. Ask Yee, 800 585 1051 If you need relationship advice, call Ye now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Get some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's Dj N V Angela Yee. Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. We got Mona on the line. Mona, good morning. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on
7: one
9: second.
5: Hey Mona, you at All work? Right. No, I'm on my way to work. Okay, so before we get started, where do you work, Mona? I work at a doctor's office in
7: Dearborn, Michigan.
5: Okay. Okay.
7: All There's right, so what's going on? i we'll ask you. So basically, I've been working at this job for six years. Um, I started off as an MA, and now I'm office manager. I'm the only black person, and I'm also the youngest person. And Ooh. I deal with racism quite often. Um, I had a coworker who said that she didn't know that the N-word was considered racist. Um, When they buy lunch without asking me what I want, they always buy me fried chicken. I don't even really eat fried chicken. Um, Just comments like, I know you like rap and I don't even care for rap. Just a lot of things like that. And I'm at a point where
5: I'm really getting tired of it and I don't know how to handle it. Mm. First of all, y'all need some diversity in that office, right? And that is something that they need to take seriously because a lot of places are having to make sure that they even have like people who work as far as helping create diversity in office environments because, as you can see, when you don't have diversity, people think that black people are monolithic. Yeah, even though I'm the youngest person and also the office manager, so I don't know how they mm-hmm. would think that. Now, how do you respond when these things happen? Do you point it out? and say just so you know just because i'm black doesn't mean i like fried chicken or just because i'm black doesn't mean i listen to rap music all day
7: uh sometimes i do sometimes i don't It depends on how angry i am like when she made the comment about the n-word she didn't know it was offensive i basically educated her telling her that the n-word uh, was created way back in slavery and it was always to identify black people as being oh, us, like inferior and that
5: that word has never have been okay like Common sense. I actually use the word common sense. And was that beneficial when you had that conversation? I'm just curious. Not really. You know what? I'm a big fan at work when things... What is that noise? What is that noise? Okay. I'm a big fan when things are going on at work like that to leave a paper trail. And what that means is when these incidents do happen, I would make sure that I document them as far as sending an email out to whoever the supervisor is or whoever it is that you need to send that email to so that you have all of that documented because that way it makes people think twice about what they're doing and it makes people take things seriously. And I would also request that we bring in somebody... Uh, to do some diversity training and say, look, this is a very uh, environment where I'm the only black person, I'm the youngest person here. And I feel like this is not representative of the people who we serve in the community. And I would put that in an email as well. But I think it's important for you to document when these things happen and to educate people, which it sucks because I wouldn't want that to have to be my job. But this is also laying down the foundation for your corporation to be even more diverse in the future. And okay. if that means recruiting people, other black people to come and other people of color to come and work in that office, then that's what they need to do. They need to take steps towards doing those things, right? I would think so.
7: Because I'm um, mm-hmm. personally like, I'm at a point where it's starting to turn into anger. At first, it was just like, oh, those just my ignorant coworkers, But now it's starting to like really bother me because some stuff is just common sense. Mm-hmm. Have some you spoken to a supervisor? Like, I'm, well, I'm the manager. And it's a private practice, so, like, I am the supervisor. So it's like, and then I've talked to my, like, the actual doctor before, and he hasn't really done much about it. I don't. Well, girl, it's time for you to flex your
5: authority as the office manager. And maybe you need to take the initiative to bring in more people, more diverse staff. But also maybe it's time for you to call a meeting with everybody and be like, let's set some ground rules down here and let's go over anything and put all these things on the table and make it mandatory for people to come. I can agree with that. I can do that. All right. I'll be very curious to hear how this turns out.
4: (laughs) I've been bothered since this whole conversation started. I'm judging you for not liking fried chicken and rap music. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? No, really. Like, don't let what other people...
5: like chicken. I like
7: chicken. Just not fried. I like, oh. I, you like I a like, grill. I like uh, rap, but I also like country. I also like R&B. I also like okay. punk rock. I like different things. And okay. the problem is not that I like rap music. The problem is you don't know anything about me or my personal life to preconceive that I like those type of things.
4: You don't want them stereotyping you is what you're saying.
7: Right. right. Exactly don't just, like basically look at me and say oh you're black this is who you are no mm-hmm. I'm black and was born that's not that doesn't signify my personality trait okay like,
4: all I'm simply saying is don't let don't 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 miss out on the beauty of Popeyes okay just because you care about what other people think of you all right somebody no, bring I you a popeyes chicken sandwich you appreciate it, it.
7: No, I get it. I'm tired of them buying me chicken. I'm tired of them buying me chicken. <laughs> I don't even order chicken. I order burgers. Right, she, I order fries. She's like, I might want a salad. <laughs> oh
3: my goodness. Right, what's I your, uh,
7: I've never ordered uh, chicken not once working here.
4: Let me ask you a question. I bet you every time you get a salad, you put grilled chicken in
7: it. I do.
3: Eggs, exactly. <laughs> <It's not fried.
7: laughs> what, I do. What's your favorite right, country
3: Monat, song, Monat. mama? What's your favorite country song?
7: My favorite country song? I mean, I'm kind of like a fake country
5: artist. I like like a uh, Taylor Swift. I consider her country. (laughs) Okay, she's pop now. But um, Mona, I will say this, though. You are the manager, so I think for you, you have the power and the authority. Don't feel like you don't have the power and authority to make sure that you make certain things happen in that office. Okay.
3: Thank you, Mama. Good luck. I want her to flex her
5: authority up in there. Ask Uh, ye.
3: 800-585-1051. If you need advice, relationship advice, call ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come
2: on, Mark. Need
4: relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice? Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep the real.
3: Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask
1: Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi, this, this is Mike Honcho.
3: Hey, what's up, bro? What's your question for Yee?
1: I'm having a hard time uh, breaking it to my new partner. Um, that I had to do gay porn once upon a time in my life. And I'm not, and I'm so not happy about that chapter. But um, I just wanted to know, Angela Yee, how do I break this to my new partner?
3: Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. What, what was the name of the porn? Yeah, Go sure. ahead, envy. be uh, about the
1: Google. <laughs> <laughs> maybe about that I'm
3: Google. Just I'm just joking. I just wanted to know the names. Is it you know, bang me twice? I don't know. I just wanted to know the
1: names of it. Wow. That's uh, very unoriginal. More bang of me of twice. More of a, more of pri- it was called Private Society. And, so, mm-hmm. um, and it's their Bizarre Gay Porn Edition. Um, you should have had so an origin bizarre. called The like, Two and kinda, a Half Men.
5: Well, what kind of stuff were you doing?
1: Oh, I, I did have to spread my butt cheeks as Mike Hancho. Um, oh. Yeah, exactly. That's how it <laughs> sounded. <laughs> Um and, uh, and just... that Owen Honcho was huge.
5: Let me ask you this. Why did you Capital have to o. do gay why did you have to do gay porn though? I'm just curious. Yeah, Is it does it pay more?
1: Yeah, you got it. You're right on the head. It pays a little bit extra. So
4: Hit it right on the head would be a good name for a porn, by the way.
5: <laughs> so are are you gay?
1: Well, no, it was just a very hard time in my life. So time, I was on cocaine, a whole bunch of pills and a whole bunch of uh, preludes And, uh, okay, you know, yeah. So now that was my life. But uh, it was not a rejoiceful moment. Right now it's great. I got a new work girl and, you know, I don't have to scrub my butt cheeks like Mike Honcho anymore.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I feel like you're going to have to have that conversation just like you had it with us. Because one thing you do have to do is be honest, right? And then that person has a right to say, okay, I'm not sure this is, you're the person that I want to be with. Or maybe they'll say, you know what? We've all gone through things in our past that we're not proud of that have brought us to the point where we are today. And I can accept you for who you are, but I think it is important for you to let her know. How long have y'all been together?
1: Yeah, I was thinking, but I, but then what if I lose her? Cause then, then that, that might resort me again, spread my butt. as my honcho. You wanna...
5: know what though? You could either lose her now or lose her later. Right?
1: She's look, probably going to break
4: up with you because it's porno boring. If if all you're doing is spreading your butt cheeks, that's a that's a boring porno, bro. That's
1: all you could do? Well, I mean, you would want to look him up, buddy. I can email you. No, nah, I'm cool.
5: Nah. In case he falls on some hard times as well.
1: That's true, Charlemagne.
4: <laughs> that could be a good name for a porno, too. Falling on hard times about a man who had to suck to get his way to the top.
5: Aren't your kids around you, bro? Okay, no, i In the basement but yes definitely please let your girlfriend know. i don't know if you watch love is blind but uh carlton who was sexually fluid he waited until they were engaged to let his fiance know that he has been with men before and that is definitely something that you have to be honest about
1: was he able to keep his girl
5: no it did not work out oh
1: no Angela. Yee. i'm gonna keep this to myself i just you, got a you know very at distinct some point voice. you know
5: at some point she will you. find out though
1: Whatever comes to the dark does come to the light. That's what they say. But on this one, I think I'm going to admit the truth.
3: That's another good point. I mean,
4: yeah, because it's a gay porn. Like, you're on, like, video. People can eventually see you. They will stumble across you. People
5: around you might hold over your head when they see her and be like, you know, I'm going to tell her, have you told her yet? Have you told her yet? That's something that you'll always be thinking about. What if she finds out? You know, it's just something that could be very stressful. I wore
1: wore a, a satin mask. But uh, mm-hmm. maybe they see my tattoos now, and that's the only thing I'm worried about. But, uh, tattoos right. might give it away, bro. How much
5: did they you make?
1: Uh, $69. I made about. Well, no, I'm actually sure I made about $2,500, buddy. And um, and okay. I've done five scenes, so just throwing it out there.
5: So Okay, K-pons five K-pons
1: scenes, $2,500. K-points
4: right. the way to go. <laughs> well, it would be dope happening. to see two men. Yeah. two men. Imagine you get two men, and you get, like, a little person, and you name the point or two and a half men. That'd be dope.
1: That that would be funny. Then I might be my honcho again. <laughs> Maybe you All got right, a future in well,
3: gay you. porn, bro. How much did they have to lube you up, bro? Wow,
1: envy. Right. Right.
5: Envy sounds you know, like he's we... considering buying another property, and he needs an investment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I got an email for you guys. guys now I'm
3: good. Thank you so much <laughs> for checking in, bro. Good luck, man. And I would Envy's Like, hold on, too,
5: on the line though.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm good, bro. I wonder if I, I wonder if Bang Bros does gay porn. Because they their name is like so gay porn friendly bang bros. You know what I'm saying for the bros that like to bang each other.
5: Well, I might highly recommend the movie Guys Who Like to Suck. What? If anybody's what? home bored.
3: Nah, that's too forward. So- Where are we going this morning? All right, see the coronavirus got everybody just bugging. Calm down. You, you know, we can't say these words on air, guys. I don't know if you know. Okay, who. I'm not on air. I'm at the house. Oh my goodness. Ask ye 800 585 1051 If you need relationship advice, call ye about anything. As you see, the answer.
5: <laughs> really, anything. <laughs> we anything that.
3: All right, we got more coming up next. We're the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about a statement that Diddy made yesterday. And uh, can we play a statement? Black is
10: not going to be for free. You know, what are we getting in return for our vote? Nothing has changed for Black America. And in order for us to vote for Biden, we can't be taken for granted like we always are because we're supposed to be Democrats or because people are afraid of Trump. It's whoever's going to take care of our community, whoever wants to make a deal.
4: It's, it's, it's business at this point. I will hold the vote hostage if I have to. First of all, I want to say what Diddy said in that video is what I've been on for the past year. That's why every presidential candidate that came to The Breakfast Club, I asked them, do they have a specific black agenda? Because I made up my mind a long time ago that I was going to vote my interests, and my interests are black people. You know what I'm saying? I'm not voting for ind- individuals. And to me, the concept is simple. it's it, When you do business, when you do deals, you go in to negotiate the terms of what you want. That's how we need to start treating Democrats. If not, black people will be voting out of fear for the rest of their lives. And if you're being honest with yourself, conditions of black people have been the same in America for decades, regardless of who the president is, and we will not make any real systemic change in our communities until we change our approach to politics. I don't think it's too much to ask of a candidate like Joe Biden, who owes his political life to black people to meet some demands for black people. Now, Now, what are you thinking?
5: What I really pay attention to is who are you putting around you and surround... Who are you putting in office around you? I think that's what I find to be extremely important. I would never say... I'm holding my vote hostage. What I would say is that these are the demands that I want met. These are the people I want to see in position, and I would want to make sure that those things get done.
3: Now, I will say this: I mean, for, for too many years, I think uh I don't want to say we've been raised, but I feel like we've been conditioned that if they're Democrat, we automatically just vote Absolutely. instead of really, instead of really asking for something. And with Joe Biden, like I said, I don't necessarily. Think that he cares about our people. I, I honestly don't think that. He hasn't stood up and said what he does now. It's all cooler to accept these things because he knows he has to, but does he really care when he gets into office? Is he really gonna implement these plans? I don't know, I, I, I don't but know, a lot but, of people feel like they have to do whatever it takes to get Trump out. But
4: exactly I'm like, but 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 it's a campaign, right? So during the campaign, yes. you make you make a lot of promises. Make us some promises, Mother Effer. Simple as that. Black people give Democrats almost ninety percent of their votes in all elections, and we don't we don't ever ask for anything in return.
8: Let's go to what line? Hello, who's this? Hey, Victor, Victor, how you doing? Good morning.
3: Hey, Victor, good morning. We're talking, uh, what was the statement that Diddy said? What are your thoughts?
8: Yeah, yeah, to be honest, I'm with Charlemagne in a way of, you know, holding back, you know, the the, the, the vote hostage. That doesn't mean that they're not voting for him. But what are you going to do for me, though? Just because I just like the other dude, that doesn't mean that I'm going to vote for you automatically. What are you mm-hmm. going to do for me? That's the bottom line, man. Simple.
3: Now, let me ask Simple. you a question. If, if he says, I'm not going to give you nothing, w- now, what happens in November? Let's just say he does.
8: I, okay, now, let me ask you something, then. Why should I give him if he's not giving anything back? We're stuck in the same boat.
4: <laughs> but if no. Joe Biden came no. out and said, I'm not giving black people nothing, I'm telling you right now, I'm not voting. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if he fixes thank his you mouth bro. to bro, say that...
8: I'm, if, so I'm at right now, because I know... Yes! What that's, that's what... That's what said, man. Well, thank that's you, thank you for suicide. Calling, brother. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, Envy? It's Q from the Bronx. How's it going? q for- yeah. what, are, what are your thoughts? I'm, real, I, I'm really disappointed in you, man. I'm really disappointed in you. Why are
3: you Joe disappointed Biden in me, brother?
8: Has done nothing to earn the black vote. He was one of the main creators of the 1994 crime bill, along and with 86
3: President crack lawsuit
8: that put mm-hmm. behind bars so many black
3: men. So I
8: actually, mm-hmm. I don't
3: like Diddy, mm-hmm. but I agree with him. Right. I feel like any candidate has to have something for me and, and my community. Right and Joe and Biden has been dodging the Breakfast Club to even come up here and talk oh, and wanna just to I, envy, I, envy, I want and us to stop why oh,
7: abuse
8: us. If Donald Trump came with a plan to show you know what, black people have been abused for this amount of time, this is what we're gonna give them, we're gonna reform this. We're gonna influx with these stimulus packages into our inner city communities. I'm going with Donald Trump if he came I don't up know about all that. that. Right. I don't know wow, about all that. That's next level. Listen, we can't, yeah, we thank can't you,
4: brother. appreciate stuff. your call. See, 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 see people hearing soundbite, so you can't say things I would like I would just vote for Donald Trump. He said he would vote for Donald Trump if Donald Trump actually put something on the table tangible for black people. But you know, you you can break that up. But envy. Only thing I want us to stop saying is we gotta stop saying Joe Biden didn't come on the Breakfast Club because people think that we're personally attacking Joe Biden because he didn't on the club. I want Joe Biden to have these three things on his table in order for me to feel comfortable voting for him. Number one is a black agenda. Number two right. is a black woman running me. Number three, he already said he put a black woman on the Supreme Court. I want him to commit to those things for me to feel really, really comfortable going out to vote for him in November. Hello, who's this? This blue. Hey, guys, I
2: wanted to say thank you for taking my phone call. But I want mm-hmm. to say I, I understand where Diddy is saying as far as what he wanted a black agenda. But this is not the time for that.
4: Trump, oh my God!
2: Back- Let him talk. Hold on, hold on. Let me talk, Charlemagne. He, he been, he's been rolling back human rights as far as he he want to nominate another Supreme Court justice. That's gonna take away women's rights. He rolling back HUDs or programs. He, he he trying to take away people's voting rights. Like I I, I definitely want a Black agenda, but. Man, we got to get out there and vote and get this guy out of here or we're going to lose more than what we even had before he came
4: in. I I feel you. But man, it feels like every single election, black people are are forced to vote out of fear. Every single election, black people are choosing between the lesser of two evils.
5: But I just hate to see how united the Republicans always are and how divided the Democrats always are. Well,
4: well, you know why? Because Republicans fall in line, Democrats fall in love. You know what I'm saying? We have to love the individual. Republicans love their interests. And that's all we
3: need to start doing. All right. Keep it locked. This is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne Tha We are The Breakfast Club. Hey. Now, um, it's time for the positive note. Listen, man, uh, the positive note is simply this. You know, if you got
4: my new book, Shook One Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me, then you know I like to talk about positive affirmations a lot. I feel like positive affirmations keep you in a mentally healthy space. So I just want to tell you today to tell yourself a few positive affirmations like, today will be a good day. Everything will be okay. I am in control of my life and feelings. I have people that love me. I have a lot to be grateful for. Tomorrow will be better if you're having a bad day today, and everything you need is within you. Say that to yourself. Everything I need is within me.
0: Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?